Stampede. Garner is at number 91, recorded 328-2021. I'm as patriotic as the next guy. Maybe more so, considering I've been to most of our national parks. That's what I love most about this country, its natural beauty. So my deep feelings about the pompous, two-faced, backstabbing politicians that walk the halls of the Capitol building in Washington, D.C. are erased when I see a herd of elk out west in some mountain range, with bighorn sheep or mountain goats, or even pass by the Continental Divide, knowing every drop of water to the east would eventually flow to the Atlantic Ocean, and everything west would flow to the Pacific. Yeah, that's what makes me patriotic about living in this country. Not the jackasses that want to tell us what we should believe in. Quite honestly, I don't blame the people that rushed the Capitol building in D.C. A lot of people are angry with the way this country is functioning, and they don't like the people who have power. Some are saying those who rushed the Capitol building should be held for sedition. But my feelings are this. The people who have run this country into the ground should be held for sedition, for selling out for greed, for allowing powerful corporations to run this country 
by manipulating people into believing they need more. And that isn't a popular thing to say. And there's an army of workers in our government who are searching and surveilling people, looking for those who agree with what I'm saying. You see, they're gainfully employed by the government to keep the government doing what it does. They're saying they're protecting us. But if they're protecting us, why is the currency we use valueless? Why do we have unbridled violence? Why is the air we breathe or the food we eat called into question? Why do we have military bases scattered around the world when there are thousands living on the streets in our country? No, you want to talk about sedition in this country, then you better look in a mirror if you've been running it.
No, I'm not talking about the past. With the taking of land from Native Americans, nor the use of black people for slavery. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about right now and what our future looks like. Today, I just trust the people whose job it is to tell us what's happening. They're deceitful, manipulative, and they represent the interests of 1% of the population who have position and are powerful. Let me say this, conspiracies exist, and to deny that is to accept something more dangerous. Take, for example, the historic events of COVID-19. There are some very disturbing facts about the number of deaths worldwide with this disease. First, this virus was probably manufactured in a laboratory, and whether it was accidentally or intentionally released is another question. But after a year, worldwide, it's killed millions of people. And That's what makes me think there's something wrong. When COVID-19 began showing up, world health organizations expressed fears that the least developed countries would be dramatically affected. Since it was easily transmitted in the air, people living in close proximity to each other would have very high death rates. Now, in the country of India, one of the largest states is Maharashtra, with a population of 140 million people. And according to statistics, it's experienced 53,000 deaths from COVID-19. How the number of deaths are determined may be questioned. But it's probably reasonable to assume 53,000 deaths is somewhat accurate. Now, if you're a thinking person, there's something unusual about that, because the United States has a population of 330 million people with over 500,000 deaths. A single Indian state of 143 million people has only 53,000 deaths, while the United States has over 500,000 deaths, with a population of 330 million. Now that should make you pause and wonder why that is. And few, if any, people reporting what's been happening have been giving an explanation for that.
it may not be conspiratorial, but there may be an explanation that in a country like India, where healthcare and cultural norms are dramatically different from the physical hygiene practiced in America, that in an area with over 140 million people with severe conditions of poverty, the number of deaths from COVID-19 is nearly one-fifth that of the deaths in America. Why would that be? Well, there may be an explanation for it, but it can't be intentionally revealed in this country. And if the explanation I have for this disparity is true, then there might very well be a conspiracy. The first obvious reason is based in genetics. Perhaps the people of India have a natural immunity that helps them to combat COVID-19. To put this on a racial basis can be confusing because in black Africa, the rates of death from COVID-19 are also lower than in the United States. But there's an anomaly to that. Black African Americans have the highest rates of death among the American population. It's confusing because the continent of black Africa has lower rates of death compared to modern American society. But black African Americans have higher rates of death from COVID-19 than the rest of America, which would suggest that the disparity of the rates of death are not genetically based. In Africa and India, the rates of death are lower, not because of their racial composition, but maybe from some other factors. If what I'm about to say is true, then there's a good reason to believe there is a conspiracy to prevent Americans from being told the truth about why we have the highest death rates. I'm not a geneticist. I'm an artist. So what I'm about to say may be completely wrong. I deal with emotions, with sensitivity, with seeing and hearing beautiful things. As such, I have little factual knowledge about how the human body functions. So what I'm about to say is largely speculative.
so maybe racial genetics has little to do with dying from COVID-19. It's true if your immune system is compromised, if you're diabetic, have lung or heart issues, or have undergone chemotherapy. COVID can snatch you away. But why would a country like India, rife with poverty, the second largest population in the world, have markedly less deaths from COVID-19 than the United States. Well, of course, stress plays an important part in our health, but it's hard to believe that would cause such a large discrepancy. No, there must be something else that would trigger over 500,000 people dying in the U.S. and where some West African countries barely have a few hundred. It may actually suggest there's something we do that makes us more susceptible to contracting this virus. And this raises the possibility of what we eat. There are some agricultural products banned from the United States for being genetically modified, which makes one wonder if eating genetically modified organisms can have an overall effect on your health. I'm not qualified to say what we may be eating in this country and that it could make us susceptible to the coronavirus. But there is that long-standing saying, you are what you eat. And maybe the reason a country like India has much lower death rates with COVID than the United States because of the food they eat. And if that's true, then there would be a very strong effort to prevent that information from ever being revealed to the American public. You see, whether you like it or not, there are powerful corporations in this country who determine what you eat. And they don't like the thought that what they produce for consumption could make you vulnerable to a deadly virus. Of course, I could be all wrong about a connection to genetically modified food and COVID-19 deaths, but I still have very strong feelings about a company like Monsanto that holds the world's largest genetically modified seed patents.
you can't be told a lot of things in this country. And certainly one of them would be that there's something wrong with the food we eat, especially if it can be shown it made you susceptible to contracting a killer virus. And if it were true, the propagandists that tell you what to believe in wouldn't tell you that. Conspiracies do exist, and I'm not saying I have any proof of that, because I don't deal with facts. I'm an artist, and I'm trying to tell you what our future looks like. Of course, that leaves me open to criticism that I'm just paranoid. Well, maybe I am, because I keep feeling someone is watching me, that my email is being read by someone, that there are cameras mounted everywhere that my facial recognition is being recorded, that everything I search for on the internet is noted, that I can be censored for what I think. Well, yes, I am paranoid, and for good reason. I don't like being lied to, and I don't like being manipulated into believing political correctness is how I should think. I belong to something more valuable. I belong to nature, with all of its dangers, its imperfections, and its beauty. I don't belong to artificial intelligence that robs us of thinking and doing for ourselves. If you believe you're free, then you shouldn't feel the need to hide. I don't hide nothing, only my regrets. If you think everything is going to be all right, well, I'm here to tell you that's not what's going to be your future. You've been lied to. And you know what? You've grown to like it that way. You're the tools of the system, nothing more than numbers to be used. And when they're done with you, you'll be thrown in a landfill like some unwanted doll. No, I don't hide. I try to understand where we're going.
This week on Garner Isn't, you first heard Alan Silvestri's composition, Toontown, for the 1988 movie, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Then another incidental composition for the 2020 movie, Witches, by Silvestri. Instant Mouse. Then more music from Who Framed Roger Rabbit? A cut from Toontown. Then The Gag Factory. And finally, Judge Doom. Stampede, written and performed by Edward Garner in Morro Bay and Paso Robles, California.